Hello, fellow cinephiles, and welcome to a bonus episode of One More Take, in which we'll be discussing all things DC Universe. My name is Demi, and I'm joined by Jasmine and Jordana. Hi, ladies. What are we drinking tonight? Hi. I'm not feeling great today, so I'm just having some flavored seltzer. Oh, I'm no, sorry to no hear alcohol. that. No alcohol. It's all good. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Just not feeling, you know, 100. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm not feel I'm feel okay, but I'm joining yeah. you with the seltzer. Yes, from my trusty, trusty Whole Foods <laughs> seltzer. Oh my, <laughs> the three sixty five. That's right. Oh, you know I, I love it. <laughs> Mine is the Aha brand. The, they're like strawberry lime one. It was on sale, so I was like, "You're the one." I guess I'm the only alcoholic one here because I'm drinking a red blended wine from California. Apothic red. Yes. That's what I'm drinking. The crowd pleaser. All right. Well, we have much to discuss. So, why don't we get right into it? All right, Jasmine. Over the weekend, you attended the 24 hour DC fandom event. A lot of exciting things happen. So, what would you say were the biggest takeaways from Saturday? I love that you said attended, like I went into the building yeah. for it, as opposed to... <laughs> she bought a ticket. As opposed to she just turning on, on my computer and going on the website. <laughs> this is a professional podcast. We just, okay. we just want to pretend that, you know, we were there, you know. We just want to pretend we're not living in 2020. Exactly, okay. exactly. <laughs> I mean, I wish this could have been an in-person thing. I mean, what they managed to do at this virtual event is so cool and so they put so much thought and effort into it and I'm I and I think other DC fans are like really thankful for that um so let's let's start from what the DC fandom is we touched on it in our last episode but it it was a free virtual event that took place Saturday August 22nd Um, And it allowed fans from all over the world to live stream videos and celebrate all things DC, whether that's games, films, TV shows, or comics. So to break it down, there was about six different arenas. I don't know how they actually called them because there was a main one. The main area was the Hall of Heroes. And that's what we're going to be focusing on because that's where all the major news comes from, all the trailers and teasers that we're going to get into. But the other five areas um, were were called Watchverse, Kidverse, Uverse, Funverse, and Insiderverse. And they had a bunch of different videos. Uh, I didn't see that many from those areas, but I know that they had uh, a carpool karaoke they had a read-along they had cosplay I think they had fans send in their um, tattoos of DC artwork oh um, wow yeah. yeah there there was also like a segment in the Hall of Heroes where they uh, showed the different artwork so I think that was a little tie-in that they did for the different areas um, they also had um, artists talking that work in the comic book industry talking about 
how they got into the industry, what their influences were. So really cool things on that aspect. Um, But the main panels that I attended were uh, at the Hall of Heroes. So there are about 28 panels uh, and it was aired from 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. That's right, eight hours. And wow. I, yeah, eight hours, and I watched all of it. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to watch all of them. I thought I was going to pop in and out, but I ended up watching all of it. But it was really cool. Um, so there are two encores. So that's what makes it the 24 hours. Um, one of the probably coolest things that they had was the background and their use of green screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they had Jim Lee who's like an artist and a publisher. Um, He drew the whole background and they created a 3D model of it, which- Very cool. Yeah, so when they have the host, they could have the host standing anywhere and the camera could kind of pan into them, just like, you know, how they do it for movies. Uh, they use those 3D models to, and they can move the camera around so you can get all these cool angles. So you've got really cool angles of his drawings and they like moved in the background. So while you're focusing on the host or whoever was talking, uh, you could take a look at the background and you could see like Superman, they're standing on Superman or Wonder Woman in the background. So really cool. Um, I know the biggest takeaways that we're going to get into will be the Snyder's Cut, Matt Reeves' Batman, uh, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, the Wonder Woman trailer that came out, and little talks that they had about The Flash. But I want to mention, do you guys uh, remember Batman Beyond? Did you guys watch that? Oh, yes, I did. The, The cartoon, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I believe I did too. I like vaguely remember it. <laughs> so they had like a really funny little short scene, I guess, uh, where they had uh, they brought back the voices Wilfred L and Kevin Conroy um, to voice those characters as they reacted to uh, the live action Batman TV show that came out in 1968. Oh, that's oh, cool. That's so that's yeah. really fun. It was really funny. Oh it was gosh. them like, you know, like, what are you doing? Why are you wearing, you know, why are you wearing that? And like, what? And they're like, oh, this must be what I look like in this earth, you know? And it was really funny. That's yeah. Cute. Like, they had yeah, really cute super... things like that. Yeah. Very creative mm-hmm. way to, like, take advantage, I guess, of this uh, virtual um event yeah and it was a good way to kind of like break up the different panels since it was just all back to back right um there is another surprising big take takeaway for me and that would have to be the black adam the teaser well it wasn't even a teaser because it's not there's nothing filmed yet uh, for it, mm-hmm. but <laughs> but that it, yeah, exists. it exists. I mean, it's, are you guys familiar with the Black Adam? So my sisters explained a little bit, but I would like for you to perhaps yes. And Debel, uh, I don't know. I need a know. teaching moment. 
Oh, well, I don't know if I'm going to be 100% a teacher because I knew nothing really about the Black Adam until this presentation. And I just have to say that Dwayne The Rock Johnson sold the hell out of this movie. (laughs) It's like, I... I was aware that it was coming out because I knew some of the timeline for the DC films, but I didn't know anything about this character. I didn't really care that much, but I was like, oh, what are they going to do for this uh, little panel that they have? Mm -hmm. And he came out there and just, I am now 100% interested in this movie. I want it. (laughs) When is it coming? <laughs> when are we, like, when are we getting this? Um, mm-hmm. I think, it, what, 2022? Maybe. I mean, I saw Probably. somewhere that it was 2021, but I mean, yeah. Oh, no, that's possible. I mean, we'll see. I mean, that's, that's one of the other, like, exciting things is that how everything is coming together and every, how it will all be connected. So because of that, it might be pushed back, but um so what I got from his presentation, which was wonderful, by the way, um, mm-hmm. is that the Black Adam's character was enslaved and then he gained the power of Shazam, the wizard, not Billy Baxton. Um, and then he was imprisoned for 5,000 years. And then he he's like an anti-hero. So that's always fun. And he delivers... Mm-hmm justice the way he sees fit so it's black adam's justice so you know if he Mm -hmm. thinks something is wrong he's going to deal with it his way or if he thinks the world is overpopulated he'll just like kill half the people sounds like thanos (laughs) i know i was thinking (laughs) i know it's her favorite aspect of (laughs) yeah it just makes so much sense so much logic we will debate that on our marvel (laughs) oh god can't wait Um, can't wait yeah i i um i got (laughs) um but one of the things is that he teased is that there's a possibility of a showdown between his character and Superman. So that could be really interesting. And also uh, the Black Adam movie might involve the JSA, the Justice Society of America. Thank you for (laughs) saying what that was because I wouldn't know. Wait, this isn't the Justice League? Is it something else? It came before the Justice League. Oh no! Why? Why are there? It's it's it, the Justice League is kind of the newer no. version of the JSA. No. <laughs> it's okay. No, it's too confusing, especially when you're. I feel like you're adapting it for for regular people like me. It's one name, one name. I mean, all you need to know is that there. Yeah. It's a group of superheroes. And then yeah. the Justice League <laughs> is a group of su- superheroes that involves some of the members from that other group of superheroes. 
okay so that's you, it <laughs> okay okay but yeah but okay, that's fair. okay so that's exciting so team yes. up possible yes. possibly happening in these movies a possible showdown I mean honestly watch his pitch and you will be sold on this movie because <laughs> I mean and it makes sense yeah. he's been working on it for 10 years like he it's been in production that's crazy. so it makes sense why he's so passionate about this and I think he really likes that yeah. character and he's invested it's like they're yeah like Deadpool yeah right like what I feel like that, that the way you're explaining it seems very similar in terms of like how that came to fruition I guess finally and the fans really mm-hmm. wanted that um so yeah so that was a big takeaway for me the Black Adam something I wasn't that familiar with but let's move on to what the DC fandom was probably was mostly all about those big big uh releases those big teasers that we were hoping to get um let's start with uh the snyder's cut that was one of the big hopes of teasers that we were going to get from this event um did you guys watch okay so why don't you explain so i looked it up what is it so like you it, want to talk about yeah. it, Melissa? So the Snyder cut comes from the fact that uh, Snyder himself could not see through the film Justice League through its completion because he had to step away from the project for like personal reasons. And Joss Whedon, actually, uh, who directed Avengers and the second one as well, um, stepped in to complete the film. And I think everybody kind of knows that the film itself was very... It, problematic it, it it wasn't a big hit it, a lot of people don't like it and um there were rumors circulating that there was a snyder cut or version of the film and earlier this year um it was announced that it was actually coming to hbo max and that either he's close to finishing or done with putting together his version of what the justice league film was supposed to look like um and i guess so we did get a teaser for it, which I did watch. Yay me. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I did not. I, mean, I just find it so fascinating that this was like willed into existence. That, yes, yes. That the fandom yes. like, created like all these events. So during the panel with... Uh, Zack Snyder, he did speak to the founder or one of the founders of the website that the Snyder's Cut, I think it's what the website is called. And the fact that that she created or they created this website, which then built momentum and more people joined this website, that they started putting on events um, to raise like awareness of their want of this cut they put like events on at um comic-con they put the billboards up in times square and i think billboards in another country at some point like they did so many of these things to the point that like (laughs) warner could not like (laughs) deny them anything (laughs) and they just had to like (laughs) respond in this way and the responses were getting four one hour, I'm assuming, um, Only. parts of this movie. I feel like for the first time, maybe, in, like, fandom history, like, this happened. 
like you know people were proclaiming for like his version of the film and usually like you know what studios would ignore it like it's whatever like there's no fan service here but the fact that like it worked there they made this happen it's crazy yeah they gave oh, the fans uh, what they I mean, wanted. Let's see what he Finally. puts together. I, when I was like um, watching the teaser, I was like looking for like footage that didn't look familiar to me that wasn't in the Justice League like theatrical cut. Um, it, mm-hmm. it was kind of hard for me to tell. I don't know. Should I? So I haven't seen the original Justice League. Should I? <laughs> should and because I've just heard it's not good. So do you think I should? see that before I watch Snyder's Cut? Or sorry, yeah, Snyder's Cut? I would watch both. I mean, I'm looking to see what's different. Um, I noticed that uh, Wes, Iris Wes was in it, and she was not in the uh, Josh Whedon's version. So I know that there are going to be a lot of deleted scenes or missing scenes in this Snyder's Cut. So that'll be interesting to see where they go if they make the story any different or better. Um, I'm not as excited, I guess, as other people for this version. Um, I am kind of basing this off of like Batman versus Superman. So I don't know how... (laughs) I'm going to feel about this. I'm, I'm of course, going to watch it because, yeah. you know, yeah, I'm me. Yeah, exactly. Must complete. Must complete and can't, exactly. can't leave one stone unturned. But I don't know what this is going to do for me exactly. But I'm hopeful. Mm-hmm. And, and I heard it's not going to be yes. a movie. It's going to be broken up into parts. That's what yeah. my sister said. I'm assuming one hour or so. So I don't know. And But he also mentioned that he might create like a compressed movie version of it. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> and I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I th- yeah. I feel like that gets complicated. Like releasing everything and then being like, oh, well, yeah. here's the edited version too. It well, is interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. I, I, I think by... I mean, I'll watch it too. Just like you said, Jasmine, just for comparison. I just don't know how much better you can make something given like the footage that you already had. Um, so, yeah, I'm just curious to see like what he manages to put together, whether it's actually like, you know, better, like other fans going to be satisfied. What happens if they're disappointed? Like, I don't know. A lot of question marks. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, if he, because there are going to be scenes that were not probably filmed, just like storyboarded. Um, So if there's more focus on like Cyborg and The Flash, which was lacking in that film, then I think, you know, people will be satisfied. The next, or probably, yeah, this is probably like the biggest, biggest news right up there with Zack Snyder. Um, It would be Matt Reeves' Batman Yes, we finally got a little teaser. Yes. <laughs> Boom. I mean, this is probably one of the biggest uh, announcements. I mean, right before this, we got this teaser, we got a look at the logo and we got a look at uh, the artwork that would look like. We got a sense of what the Batman suit would look like from the artwork. Uh, so 
I was looking forward to seeing what Robert Pattinson would look like as Batman because that was the last thing I needed to see because I was all for him being Bruce. I just wanted to see what he looked like as Batman. And I saw it. I'm satisfied. I'm ready for this movie. <laughs> I'm, I saw it. I'm satisfied. I'm, I'm ready. Um, I mean, it's crazy that. And it's yeah. really nice. I mean, he didn't really have a choice, really, to show us what he had. I mean, he only filmed, like, 25% of it before COVID happened. And so wow. it's, I'm sure it was, like, stressful trying to create this, like, teaser from what he's filmed already. But thank, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Matt Reeves. Yeah. Yeah, for the fans. It out there. For the fans. Um, yeah. I'm not satisfied. Um, oh. Just to put it out there, um, I look when this was first announced that Robert Pattinson was going to play Batman. I was just like, "What? Why? No!" Um, then I started coming around to it, just because, like, you know, he he is a great actor. Like, especially like with the roles that he's picked over the years, like it really showcases that he has, you know, a great acting rage and could play different like characters and roles. So, like, I don't doubt his, like, acting ability. I think it's just more that when I saw the teaser trailer, I I feel like he looked good in, like, the Batman suit. And he seems to have the Batman voice down. Like, I think when he's playing Batman, I didn't have a problem with it. I think I did not like his Bruce Wayne look. Um, it just, it threw me off. His hair threw me off. He looked emo. It it just yeah it wasn't yeah I just wasn't, I wasn't fan of this hair. Bruce Wayne look and that's what I found problematic and the part that I'm not satisfied with. I mean, so I watched the trailer too or teaser, whatever we're calling it, um, and I was also kind of like Demilsa in the beginning, um, and I was like, oh, really? Another? This is an interesting pick for Batman you know, not necessarily in a good way. But then, yeah, I came around to it also. But so when I saw it, I, you know, I think the consensus was it's very emo. It's very um, in that, yeah, in that same vein. And then, you know, the the final shot, really, Selene, all the memes that are coming from it, the final shot with the heavy soot eye makeup, whatever. How, How are his eyes this dirty, like, I mean, but it, it, so that like provided a lot of great just internet content. Um, but I don't know. I wasn't quite sold, but I think I, I would still see it. I could care less how the bathroom looks. Maybe that's me as like a non, like an outside fan. I don't really care how it looks. Um but I, I think it, it did kind of intrigue me, even though it did seem very emo. And I'm curious, like, yeah, we're, we're in the timeline of Batman, like this. Well, I fits. think, well, he does look very emo. I will give you guys that. Um, you can't, I mean, you, you can't you can deny it. No one can the emo deny hair, it. which, I mean, now that I saw that picture, I can't get it out of my head. Um, <laughs> uh, Toby Maguire <laughs> in Spider-Man 3 uh, emo. Um, oh so <laughs> unfortunately that is in my head. But um, but I think it might work for this film since it's taking place um, in Bruce's second year as Batman. 
So um, he's maybe he is still a little emotional, you know, from exactly. Yeah. His parents, you know, he was traumatized as a child. His butler raised him and he probably has never gone to therapy a day in his life and instead is dressing up like a bat. So exactly. Like, so they might be leaning into so, that. Yeah. So Matt Reeves might be focusing on that, <laughs> that aspect. Yeah. And I mean, he did say that this is going to be more of like a detective noir. So it works that one of maybe the main baddie or one of the bad guys is the Riddler. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. There's your detective mm-hmm, mm-hmm. aspect yeah. right there. Yeah, I think I like I was I wasn't quite sold, but I was still intrigued. So I would I would see it for sure. And then you know, if he was like too emo, because I feel like that's why people are skeptical. Because I think it can it can so easily go over the line mm-hmm. as like overacting, not necessarily just this isn't something with Robert Pattinson. This is just in general. You know, so I think maybe that's where some of the skepticism comes from. But also, I thought when I watched the trailer, I was like, it seems my uh, when I told this to someone else, they did not agree. But I felt like the set looked like an older era. And I was a little confused by that. But I was from the people I talked to. I was the only one who really thought I can kind of see that. So I don't know. But I, w- I was kind of like, I mean, I know he lives in an old mansion or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I felt, I was like, this is supposed to kind of be like a modern, you know. But it looks like it was filmed. Or the set just looks much older mm-hmm. than I, I guess I would have thought it is. But that's just uh, yeah, I, didn't, thing, I actually I didn't pick up on that. I, I'll have to, like, rewatch to see. Yeah. I can see that because maybe that has to do with the noir aspect that he's going for. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah. But in the trailer, we also got a glimpse of uh, Catwoman. Oh, yes. And then I don't know. Did you see Colin Farrell? Okay. I saw people point him out on the internet, but I'm like, that's not Colin Farrell. Not even with makeup. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that was I don't think we were shown the penguin, but he's just listed. Okay, now here's my question. How so the Ben Affleck Batman and the Robert Pattinson Batman, they do not exist in the set like in the same universe. Is this part of the multiverse or I'm asking, yeah, I'm asking. Is this, like, just they're going to use the Flash to explain this? Yes, I mean, and the like, Flash yeah, is, I, is I was, definitely I was that asking, movie yeah, is going to open up the multiverse, and that explain. will be what will connect everything going forward, is what it seems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, considering now Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. It's going to be in And it. Michael Keaton. Right? As well as Michael Keaton. As well as, that's what I'm saying, as well as Michael yes. Keaton. And George Clooney. Um, like, no, I'm making it up. Yeah, <laughs> she's just starting to name Batman. Oh, that one. Like, but let's have more Batman. Like, Val not? Kilmer. 
<laughs> but yeah, well, yeah, um, let's discuss the flash. No, so I think that we're bringing it up now. Yeah. Um, okay. Yes. yes. So yes, from that panel, it seems like the Flash movie will be the jump jumping start of the multiverse, and that will connect all the films mm-hmm. and TV shows going forward, which is oh, huge. Yeah. Right. Which is huge. Um, so, yeah, there was a crossover event that happened on the CW. It, ha- it started like December, ended January, that dealt with the Arrowverse TV shows, like five, six of them actually, technically. It was Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, Batman, and Black Lightning also appeared in it. It was five episodes did you guys see those episodes no I no i just watched the clips like those no, shows i just watched the time. clips of um the different supermans oh yeah <laughs> that was fun yeah no, oh, just that the was different fun that they added that in there but um yeah so just how they connected all those supermen um in one of the episodes uh grant Gustin's Flash meets Ezra Miller's Miller's Flash, and okay. from and they've confirmed this at the panel that that meeting is how Ezra's Flash gets the name the Flash, and also since we at this panel we got to look at what the Flash's suit will look like, and it kind of looks like Grant's Flash Flash's suit, so maybe he was inspired by that by the suit at that meeting. Uh, so that's the start okay. of this whole like multiverse with the Flash. So since they confirmed that that actually is how Ezra's Flash gets the name, that his movie is probably, maybe we'll see his version of those events going forward. Um, and we know that Ben Affleck's Batman is coming. So That'll be that connection right there. We have for that. Everyone's so about excited connections. About that. Yeah, connections are excited. <laughs> no, no, Ben Affleck. Yeah, ben I think people Affleck. are actually excited. Uh, yeah, it seems Affleck. like people like his like his Batman. Yeah. His, yeah. After yeah. the initial shock wore off, it's just the movies didn't do anything for his version of Batman. I think was the issue. I mean, that was the issue for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I did have yeah. the shock of like, oh, this is Ben Affleck. But I think the it just didn't work for me. So it just stood out that, yeah. you know, oh, look, there's Ben Affleck doing mm-hmm. this version of Batman. And it's its own like singular mm-hmm. thing and not part of this whole. They're trying to do the Justice League and I just, it just didn't work <laughs> for me. Yeah. But it did not work. It's yeah. the fact okay. that they're going to potentially connect more tv shows and movies is amazing and daunting at the same time for me because i only watch two of those tv shows and <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i You're don't like, know now i have to watch anymore <laughs> i think that's a pretty like cool way of i mean i think just of explaining like why there's so many <laughs> different versions of the same character 
I mean, the multiverse <laughs> is something that all comic books deal with, and that allows like different art like artists and publishers to come in and write their own version of those characters. So it makes sense for them to include that in movies so that they can have these one-off things and they can play with these characters the way that they're meant to be played with. And they can cast different Batmans, they can cast different Supermans and they can all exist and be okay. Because that that was kind of like the issue that they're facing right now is that there's so many and it's and we're trying to like connect them and they can't be connected. So this will be great that this will just allow them more freedom and they they can play around a little more and we can see different incarnations come to screen and little storytelling they can add that in and do different TV shows and everything can exist and it be okay. And it's, and this also is kind of like they're, and this is also why it's exciting that it seems like now they'll have this timeline and that's what Marvel had and what made it so strong. And so because they had this timeline, they knew where things were, going to be placed they knew where characters were going to be they knew what story they were going to tell and what plot points they needed to hit for all of these stories to connect and to put all of these characters together and then have them be on their own adventures and put them together again and that's what you want and that's what it seems like dc it seems like this is the direction that dc is heading like they once they have this established multiverse and everything can be connected and explained because of that multiverse then it seems like they have a more clear path that they're going to be heading and they'll be more focused i guess and mm-hmm. that that's really exciting for me yeah. No, I mean, I totally agree in the sense where it feels like finally they have kind of that, the, they're, they're at that same level of vision and forethought that Marvel had. And yeah, so I think that is really exciting. Like, this is the first time in a while I've been excited about pretty much any DC movie outside of like Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, 1984. We got a glimpse of the cheetah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What did you guys think? Uh, About the the trailer? I mean, I was was already, like, take my money. Wanted to see Chris Pine. He's so sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I digress. (laughs) Um, I, I mean, I know a major concern was, like, the, the costume. Yeah. They didn't know, like, how it would look. And I thought it looked good. I thought it looked fine. <laughs> it didn't look too um, CGI-ish, if that makes sense. No, so I didn't notice anything off with the suit or anything. I didn't even realize that was a concern until you brought that. I, I can understand why. Because it's so it's all CGI, the suit. It's CGI'd on. For the cheetah? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah. 
Yeah. It looks like it'll all be CGI. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. I think people just weren't sure good. which way they were going to go. Yeah. For that. And I don't know if they could have done it a different way. I mean, yeah. they could have done paint on her body. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's yeah how they would have done. Remember, like, Mystique and... Um... In X Men, and yeah. now, like, obviously, there was graphics, but she uh, that was like body prosthetics and body paint and stuff. So, yeah, the I mean, old that, way that would have been intense, cool as well. I mean, it was a very quick look at it. I yeah. would like to see it a little more to really yeah. have a full <laughs> of course, response yeah. to it. Because I am iffy on it. Really? I'm a little iffy. Okay. On on her, on, like, the character or just the suit? Oh, just the suit. I think Kristen will be great. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was also very interesting um, casting for her. And I thought that was for Kristen Wiig. Because I feel like she's known primarily, you know, for comedy. Yeah, this will so be this so is good a for very, her. It's a very cool move for her. Especially, I feel like her um, movie career has not panned out the way she has probably wanted it to. Like, after Bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. So, rooting for her. Yeah, I am too. It, like, just from, like, the footage that we saw in the trailer, I mean, it seems like she's, you know, she's nailing this character. And it's very different, I think, from what we're used to. Mm-hmm. So. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out how Steve is back. What does that mean? Is he a clone? Yeah, I am too. Is he a hallucination? <laughs> What's happening? I just know that I'm excited. And then she was also like lassoing. It looked like lightning. I don't... I'd like an explanation for that. How is that happening? It's a multiverse. It's just uh, no. That's a not. Multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> time sure. travel. Time travel. No. I'm sure all will be explained, explained. in due time. Well, yeah, by time travel. <laughs> yes, the multiverse. Any answer, any answer. It's the multiverse. Any answer. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, for the Wonder Woman panel, they did come back two times. One time was to discuss movie and to show the trailer the second time i just want to mention because i thought it was cute they came back and they played werewolf it was just like a cute little like interactive interaction yeah yeah, that they had with the cast um they also came back because i think they mentioned that wonder woman was celebrating her 80th year next year really oh Mm -hmm. cool so they had a little segment with like Linda Carter she appeared mm-hmm. there she appeared oh, nice. quickly with the cast and then she appeared in a different segment oh, yeah so cool. it was nice to see her um yeah but that was oh. a little Wonder Woman, <laughs> Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. yeah I think everyone's excited well from the Wonder Woman I guess the last thing that we should probably talk about that everyone is talking about is the Suicide Squad uh, by James Gunn. We got, uh, I would say, a teaser because it wasn't a full trailer or anything. There were definitely like behind the scenes footage 
that they mixed in with actual footage and it showed the cast talking about the film a little bit. So it was cool to, it was a cool way to show its teaser. So at this panel, uh, James Gunn brought along the whole cast and it's huge. It's so yeah. much bigger than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and it just, I'm, I'm now questioning like what, what is going to happen now? I mean, in the first Suicide Squad, there were eight, uh, eight cast members, not including Amanda Waller and Rick Flagg. So in this one, there are 14 plus like Amanda Waller and Rick Flagg and probably others that I didn't count. But that's insane. That's a big, big jump from the cast that was in the squad from the first to the Mm -hmm. second one. And it'll be interesting to see what, you know, James Gunn is going to do with this big, big cast. I mean, he's, we know that he's good with ensembles because yes. he did Guardians of the Galaxy. So I'm not exactly worried about him doing this with, especially with these obscure characters. Like I didn't know anything about Guardians of the Galaxy and now I love all of those characters. So mm-hmm. I trust that he's going to make me fall in love with some of these characters. But just looking up what some of these characters are and what their powers are it's it's hilarious that he chose the who are these characters that's what is I, this is a completely different squad like yeah that's what i'm yeah like, so maybe you can exp- yeah explain that jasmine well i mean he didn't i i can only go into it as much as he went into it because it's yeah. not exactly a sequel but it's, it's soft, but it's it a... might but it might be because he did keep I think four of the people from the first one, which were necessary. Like there's no one else that I can see as Amanda Waller other than Viola Davis, Mm -hmm. like that she embodied that character for me. Um, I think the same goes for like Margot Robbie, like Harley Quinn, she nailed. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then he's also keeping Captain Boomerang and he's also keeping the original actor for Rick Flagg. Yeah. So because of that, it does seem like it could be in that same universe or that same timeline. Yeah. But, I mean, it could also just exist on its own separately. But that's confusing. <laughs> I mean, they they will if if it is like on its own, it will be explained. But I don't think it's that confusing. It's just another super <laughs> suicide so plot. Yeah, so it's just like it just feels like a reboot kind of thing, especially because it has the same, same title. title. Yeah, and is this connected to Birds of Prey? It could be. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> So like, confusing to me. Well, don't be confused yet. Like, wait until we get more information. Like, this okay. is just for, this was purely just to give us the cast. We yeah. know who these characters oh, okay. are. Okay. 
like yeah. that's that should be what your focus is before you try to figure out if it's like an actual sequel if it's going to connect to the birds of prey yeah. because we don't know yet uh, we don't but, know exactly what he's going to be doing with margot robbie's um yeah harley I mean, quinn yet yeah that's the confusing part that you have three movies with all ensemble movies with like a one character who's the same. So like me who didn't know zero about it and I've seen, I didn't see birds of prey, but I, yeah, I just find it a little confusing or it's kind of like you get into that, that that, like reboot remake conversation that we have of like what, like, is it just like the first one underperformed and they were like, oh, let's kind of reboot it. That's what it feels like to me. But I know a lot of people are excited. Yeah, I just I mean, yeah, to Jordana's point, I think like uh, the fact that like just to like us again, like yeah. general general population, know, like <laughs> it's already a little confusing. And I feel like that could like be like a con or yeah. just like it, it'll probably work against them a bit if they're trying to bring in. Uh, non like DC fan, but I'll audience. Yeah, I'll definitely like give it a chance and like probably watch it and definitely, obviously, when the full trailer comes out, watch like that you, and try to understand. Like you gave, that. like you gave Captain America, America. a chance. <laughs> yeah, I just haven't watched it. <laughs> <laughs> but I no, I mean, yeah. it might exist in the same it might be a sequel of sorts just because they James Gunn didn't choose any of the same like he didn't replace people uh Deadshot mm-hmm. so Deadshot does exist so maybe if going forward they make another one mm-hmm. they can like mix it up yeah okay. uh, so i think that's why you know, he didn't replace all of the, like, if he didn't keep the same characters, he didn't add new actors for those original characters. Yeah. It looks good. Uh, I mean, they mentioned that it's like a 1970s war movie. I don't know if they were just saying that it felt like that or if it's taking place in the 70s. So that's something that that's that I found interesting but yeah I'm excited well friends if you enjoyed this episode please rate review and subscribe you may also follow us on twitter and instagram at underscore one more take until next time bye bye bye